Welcome everybody to another edition of the Liquor Talk Podcast. Yes, the meeting tells me when it's being recorded. Thank you, Zoom. How you doing today? It's your man, Victor. And guess what? It is the start of comeback season. And joining me today, also coming back, you heard him on Liquor Talk a couple of months ago, but now he's back to talk about the Black Podcast Club and also what else he's been up to. It's my man, Blake. How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Happy to be back. Just hey. feeling good, feeling great, man. It's Friday. Yes. Life is good. No complaints over here. Yes, life is good. We're about to start a new month, you know what I'm saying? So, yes, life has been wonderful. So, tell me this. How have things been going with you since the last time we spoke? Because last time we recorded, it was August. Oh, uh, August. Man, a lot has changed in my life since August. Uh, the Black Podcast Club. I don't know. When we recorded, I don't know if it, it was probably before we had the grand opening. So we weren't even like our website wasn't finalized. We didn't have merch. Uh, we didn't have the number of members that we now have. Uh, a lot of things were different. We were still in kind of like preparing for that grand opening, kind of trying to get to some level of, okay, we're good to open and kind of like expand and start to market and, and network. And since then, I'm literally on calls just about every other day, um, really every day, Monday through Friday, which I'm adjust my schedule for that. But calls, meeting, networking, building, creating, collaborating, all, all types of great things have been happening over the past couple of months. It has been a, a beautiful journey, a lot better than the first half of 2020. I could tell you that. Yes, that's for yes. sure. Yes, that's why I started. I tell myself this is about to be comeback season because we're going to treat 2020 like it's the Falcons defense. I don't know if you watch football or not. <laughs> no, so I know they may have won the other night, but I'm still going by the, that damn Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying, and how the Patriots just came back on them. That's how you got to treat 2020 because it got to be comeback season, you know what I'm saying, because you can't. Can't let between defeat us. You got to. You know, it's like um, me and my homeboy, we say it all the time. It's like sometimes you take 10 steps back, but then you're gonna take 20, you're gonna take 20 steps forward. So um I think this year put a lot of made a lot of people take a lot of steps back, you know, but it also propelled some people to start sprinting and moving forward and making new steps. So I was one of those people who, you know, I, I got laid off um at the height of the pandemic, yet it created the opportunities to open up my schedule to allow me to create the black podcast club for me to go harder on my podcast and to do everything that I've been doing over the past, you know, seven, eight months throughout this year. Um, and, and it's been challenging, you know, I, I don't think this year has been easy for anybody, um, myself included, because the mental anguish this year has just been like, Oh my fucking God, what is going on? But, um, I'm happy that I've been able to use something that I love and I'm passionate about, which is podcasting, um, being a creative and meeting like-minded people to, to help me maintain a healthy balance throughout this process in this year. Agreed. Agreed. I can totally relate to that. Speaking of your podcast, I checked out a couple of your episodes. I see you've been doing some collabs. Uh, talk to me about the collabs you've been doing with these people. Yeah. So, um, Man, lots of collabs have been happening. I, I literally was telling myself today, I was like, yo, I haven't done a solo episode in a while. So I definitely want to um, get back to that. But I've been doing collabs with my sponsors. I actually just secured my, my third sponsor for my podcast. Shout out to Nature Streets, um, a CBD company based out of New York and Brooklyn. Um, so I'll be doing a collab with them. Um, my other sponsor, Can of Comforts, I've been working with them for 
over six months now. I'm doing episodes, really learning not only about the company, but the insights to the industry. You know, I've been kind of behind the scenes, you know, really hungry to get into the marijuana and hemp industry, um, yet at the same time, knowing the dynamics of that company because it's rooted in the, in the black market. So you, you really got to have your shit together to really get in here to play with some heavy hitters. You know what I'm saying? Some people that may not necessarily abide by the laws, even though, you know, marijuana recreationally is legal in I want to say over 10, 15 states, primarily on the, on the West Coast, but but CBD is legal nationwide. Um, yet at the same time, it's the way the laws in each state work and operate um, makes it so, so tricky. So that's why I've been um, hesitant to really dive head into that. But I've been learning a lot from those collaborations with them. Um, I've been collaborating with club members. Um, shout out to Will, Walter, Marco, Keela, um let's see who else i've had just about everybody you wait have I, you coming next i think i've had you on my podcast. i've had you on my podcast right? i don't think i've been on your podcast i think we i think scheduling conflicts and stuff so we'll get that set up it's, it's coming it's coming so um I, I think those are probably some of the best episodes i've done um as far as collabs um not saying anything about any of the other people who've been on my podcast we got all been dope but it's something about another podcaster who's an independent podcaster like me who is trying to make their way in this industry to to learn from each other and to be kind of side by side with each other um like like will sometimes we're saying have a little friendly competition you know because i want to see everybody win you know if i see you know a club member you know get an award for for their podcast yo that's, that's like a win for me too you know um and at the end of the day i'm rooting for everybody black i want my people to succeed i want everybody to just do great things and be successful make businesses and multiple streams of income for themselves to have the financial freedom and the mental freedom to believe in themselves and to create the world that we all desire to have and be in and for me it's been sitting back really reflecting and digging deep within myself and channeling all my energy and efforts into creating that for myself and anybody who wants to create it for themselves too i'm willing to help you out and we can, we can ride this journey together. You know, this, the quote that comes to mind is if you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, go with other people. That's real. That's real. Also, I do want to tell you, appreciate. I do appreciate you for including me and into the black podcast club and helping and allow me to help out. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like the main reason I wanted to be, like I said, the podcast coach podcast motivator is because there's a lot of podcasts on Apple podcasts that they only make it past like seven episodes. I'm mm -hmm. trying to see everybody in that group go past seven episodes. And it's like, I don't, I don't want us to just be stalemate because we all hit that writer's block because we like, what the hell are we going to talk about now? So it happens. And, and you know something else too? We uh, we talk about this thing because we call them pandemic potters. So these are people who started their podcast during the pandemic, which is cool. Yet as the new normal starts to take shape and certain cities and areas are opening up and people are having to go back to those nine to fives and, or the new daily grind that some people are finding themselves in. Some people aren't going to un unfortunately have the ability to sustain their podcast through and into the future. And, and that's one of the things I constantly, you know, talk to people about, which is, you know, you have all this time right now, and even for myself, you know, as things open, I'm like, I might have to go get me a little part-time job or something, you know, I don't know about that yet. But are you in this for the long haul? 
are you in this to really make a name for yourself? And more importantly, are you really doing this to speak and share and push a message that could potentially help other people, whether that's through entertainment, raising awareness, um, focus on a specific topic like myself, like mental health to end the stigma that surrounds that. And, and I think that if a podcaster wants to have that and be in that space and in that lane for the long haul and make it a part of their life, you know, that's why we say this is more than a club, it's a lifestyle. You know, I tell people all the time, don't find time for your podcast, make time for your podcast. Because ultimately what that's doing is you're making time for yourself because we're creatives. We like to create and develop and make things, you know, whether that's the graphic design or a whole podcast episode. So just being focused on, on the bigger mission at hand. And, and the last thing I'll, I'll say to that too is, yeah, this is a billion dollar industry. And it's it's kind of a, a a new and clean ecosystem. Shout out to Joe Budden. I got that from him uh, because there's rules to the podcast game, but podcasts only really been around like 15, 16 years for real, for real. Yeah. So it's not like the music industry that goes back generations and decades. You know, we still kind of new in this. So we really have the ability. And I think with the era that we're in right now to, lay the foundation the way we want it to be laid we don't need to ask no permission for now i don't have to ask somebody permission for what i can and cannot say on my podcast you know as an independent podcaster you know what i'm saying and i'm pretty sure i'll grow to a certain level to where like you know like where i am on like a joe button level Charlemagne level where i'm working with a larger network something like that (laughs) you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day one of the things i appreciate about both of them is how regardless of how they're connected to whatever whatever machine is behind them they still use their voice to speak for things that they feel are important and i think that you know when we look at that exchange that they had just to kind of talk about it briefly they both had valid points they both had you know powerful billion dollar industry insight because they where we need to be and i think that if you're able to um, kind of look at everything they said as like as like a buffet and, and and put what it is you want on your plate and apply it to your platform and your motivation and your um journey you'll be good because the main thing i took away was it's time to eat make your own way and let's get it so that's real that's real ladies and gentlemen this is look talk the more look you drink the better this podcast sound so go ahead pull you up around and enjoy this hey. dope conversation you know what i'm saying now talk to me about the black podcast club now what made you decide to go ahead and start this thing because i've seen other podcasting groups for for non-people of color so what made you finally go ahead and start this thing for us well <clears throat> It originally started on GroupMe and in a Facebook group, I believe it was Podcasting While Black. I made a post. I was like, yo, um, I want to start a black podcast network. Anybody down, send me a DM. And I'd make that post. I remember like 11 o'clock that morning by like six, seven o'clock that night. I had like a hundred some comments, like 30 people in my inbox. And it was just like, whoa, what's going on? Okay, so I could really do this. So that was like the first sign that what I wanted other people wanted as well and so I created the group me ultimately got it down I think it originally it was like a good 14 I think I went to like the first two three days it was like 20 people but then it eventually narrowed it down to like a solid 14 you know they understood that 
this ain't just one of them group chats you could just be in just ghost reading like i need you to participate like if you're not participating at least on a daily every other day type basis i'm gonna remove you because i saw that moving and elevating in the podcast game and just where i was at the time looking at the different you know facebook groups and the way it just was online there was really no safe clean and organized space well I'll take back safe, but there was no like clean and organized space. You know, everything just seemed to be all over the place. Some people posting just links and marketing and no, there was no real, no engagement, no discussion happening, no really, no sharing or exchanging of knowledge happening. Um, And so I I needed that. And I found a group of people who wanted that and I created it. And so as, you know, we started chatting and and getting to know each other, supporting each other in the group chat and things like that, it just kind of dawned on me one day. And to be honest, it was after the protest here in Atlanta, uh, listening to killer Mike being like, yo, what are you doing for your people for the next year, two years, three years, four years? Like what kind of businesses are you creating? If you consider, if you all, you say, if you and your homies can go buy some weed and get some liquor, I mean, I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit, so I don't want to quote him, but he said something, you know, like, if you could go get some weed and some liquor and chill and kick back, you know, all night and, and talk shit, y'all could do the same thing, but have y'all notebooks and y'all pens out and create a business plan and really start to work at it and put it together. If you could come together and, and this is more of my mindset, if I could come together what you think about going out on a Friday night, you and four or five people, y'all can easily go and spend five, $600 together in a night. You know what I'm saying? Y'all giving that away to another club, to another entity. Why not take that money and invest it in yourself and invest it into each other? So I got very business minded, business oriented. And I just took a leap of faith. I was like, this money I've been saving through the pandemic, um, money I've been saving before, I'm just going to start to invest it into this company. I got my LLC, um, got all the, you know, the proper paperwork and business accounts and all that good stuff. And next thing I know, I had a full blown business. Uh, Next thing I know, I'm building a website. Next thing I know, I'm having a grand opening. Next thing I know, I'm just, shit just popping. You know what I'm saying? I love it. And we've been open for business for about two months now. And we sold uh, not as much merch as I would have liked to, to be honest. But I also realized that now marketing and promotion is very important. You know, and once the website gets finalized, I think it's going to be kind of a marketing and promotion machine in and of itself. And so I'll really be able to sit back and use my creativity to create different events, social media posts, engage with people on, on Twitter more. That stuff, it takes time. And when you're trying to build a website, it takes a lot of time. It takes, cause it's very um, detailed. You gotta be very detail oriented with, with what you wanna do. Somebody click this, then this pop up, then that pop up. We can, so um, yeah, and just through the past couple months building this company, it's been an amazing learning experience. It ain't been easy. Been a little stressful. I ain't gonna lie. It's been yeah, stressful, bro. I understand. I understand. Oh, I, shit, just be stressful. I was like, I knew being an entrepreneur was gonna be hard, but goddamn, I ain't know it's gonna be this hard. But trust me, trust me. I feel the same way about sometimes being a creative. It's like, it, I knew it was gonna be hard, but I'm like, goddamn, I didn't think it was like this. So I totally feel you on that. So, what are some things about building a business that you've learned that you that you feel like new entrepreneurs might struggle with? Very good question. What are some things that new entrepreneurs need to know that they might struggle with? Yeah, because I know there's probably some things that you struggle with in building this business and you didn't anticipate it once you started it. 
Um, the true depths of the unknown. You know, when you when I started this company, I had no idea. And then as it started to build, as it started, as the foundation started to be laid, it was like, I really don't know what I'm doing. This is not perfect. I want this to be better. And I had to become comfortable with not knowing what to do and figuring out and engaging in that process of, okay, this is happening. I don't know what to do, but let's figure this out. I've also had to become comfortable with the imperfections of business as a creative i think we always look at things in a way and see where they can be improved and be better and in business you could spend so much time focusing on one thing and that's not really what you should be focused on like i think about like our merch line was pretty big we had like over like 50 items and truth be told, I did not need 50 items of merch, you know, and I spent so much time designing, creating, um, you know, building, you know, T-shirts and stuff like that. And it was like, you didn't need to do all that right then and there. You know what I'm saying? So I guess some advice that I would give to, to new people is just to, yeah, just be comfortable with the unknown. And anytime a problem or something is unknown or unfamiliar to you and you need to get through that, immediately be solution oriented like now if there's a problem if there's something i want to do it's not about oh what is this i don't know what to do i don't it's oh, okay so this is happening so let's figure this out how are we going to do this how are we going to build this out you know we need we have a website okay so now we're creating a membership social a private podcast social network okay so what is this going to look like let's google let's youtube let, let's talk to people who've built things like this before and get, get some insight to them um as well as being comfortable with the imperfections like right now like our website is under construction people are still going to our website so they're seeing a website that i'm pretty sure there's been at least at least two or three people over the past 24 hours have gone to our website like what the hell is this ain't this ain't even complete but it's, it's part of the process you know you got to be willing to go through the process of building and, and creating and being comfortable with things being imperfect um i think the la last thing i'll say is uh to new entrepreneurs is you can earn as you create earning and and building at the same time can happen you know and and that's something that i've been able to engage with you know shout out to chris world war jr with building better brands i've been working with him since um june and that's something i really learned from him which is that you can earn as you create that i've been able to make money while still building a website while still building a company that's not fully a hundred percent done but and there's a lot of imperfections in it but these imperfections are okay and they work and i'm still able to generate income from the imperfections as well that's real and trust me it's like that's something what i've learned is there's some things that you might see as imperfect but someone else is like they're they're showing you love about it it's like mm -hmm. it's like sometimes you just gotta get out of your own head and sometimes you just gotta just go with the people you know what i'm saying and it's like some things you might be tripping about, somebody else ain't even tripping about, you know what I'm saying? And it is crazy. And also this one podcast that helped me out, um, shout out to Chris Krumtels from the Florida um, Podcasting Association. Main thing he told me was start ugly. So it's like, sometimes you're gonna start ugly and then it's gonna build, but you know, 
you can't, you can't, you gotta like, you know, just let it build and let it grow. You know what I'm saying? So all the imperfections that you might be tripping about today, six or six or seven months now, you might not even be tripping about those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all a process. It's a process in the, the day. Like, like what you just said made me think about, um, uh, like, like when when some females do makeup. You know, you think about when they first start, they ain't looking to, you know, and even during the process, it's like, oh, what's going on here? But that finished product. Yes. I'll a be, baddie I'll emerge. I'll be like, God damn, how long did you take on your makeup? Right. <laughs> I've a shout out ladies out there. We know you, we appreciate y'all being beautiful, but some of y'all, I'll say it anyway. Y'all don't need no damn makeup, but anyway. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast episode. <laughs> that is a whole nother podcast episode. So going forward, like, what are you looking forward to like, with the club with November and December? What what can the people be expecting? Oh, man. Um, our social network popping. Uh, we ain't going to be on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter like that. We're going to be in the Black Podcast social network, communicating, engaging, collaborating, learning, and working and building together. Uh, so other things I'm excited about, some events. We're going to do some virtual events. We're going to do some live events, some in-person events. I'm actually possibly about to go on tour, which I'm already kind of started the first leg of the tour by being um, out here in D.C. and on the East Coast. Uh, just meeting podcasters. Of course, we know there's a, there's a pandemic going on, but we do. So we're not really pushing for like large scale events, but for people who are willing to meet and, you know, still social distance, wear a mask and, you know, do all those protective things. Uh, we're we're going to go ahead and start having events. We have a, we have a virtual uh, podcast festival I'm participating in coming up November 14th and 15th um, with Afros and Audio. Shout out to the whole team um, behind Afros and Audio to live the CEO and founder. Um, it's going to be a great networking event and learning experience for anybody involved because we're building a community. So to live is somebody who like myself created an organization and entity for people to build community around. And that's ultimately what this is about. And so I'll be participating in that in November. Um, I'm looking forward to um, having a pop-up in Dallas. I'm not sure if it's going to happen before the end of this year. But the pop-up in Dallas is going to be real because we have a lot of club members from Dallas. And it's just something about Texas, Dallas, Texas, that's been pulling, the, been calling the Black Podcast Club to come. Really? So uh, so that's something. I'm not sure if it'll happen in November, December, but that's definitely um, on the books to happen. Can't lie. For 20, I ain't going to lie. Personal note. Um, Houston been calling my name. So I feel you. I feel you about Texas. I mean, I know it's hard to leave Florida, but sometimes it's like you got to leave home in order to grow. So I oh, totally feel you. And it's like, I've been, I, I, probably, I did a lot of podcasts with people out in Texas and Dallas to think about it. Um, I can't, the name, the name of this podcast, I think it's shift something. Um, my shift, my shift talkers podcast. I think that's what it is. It ain't mm-hmm. coming to me right now, but you know, I know what you mean about Texas mm-hmm. and like all the resources out there. So everything's I, bigger and better in Texas, baby. Yes, yes, and I also feel you about the podcasting tour. You know, what I'm saying it's like yeah, I'm I'm sitting here like if I could figure out a way to just go on tour and talk to podcasters because I ain't gonna lie, this pandemic is like it was kind of a blessing in disguise because. I got a lot of podcasts done, so, so yeah. you feel me like maybe this pandemic was a blessing in disguise for us podcasters. Yeah, I 
I definitely feel like it was a blessing and a curse, um, a blessing in the sense that it gave room and opportunity. I've sat with myself more this year than I have in any other year of my life. Um, and at the same time, I've been able to really tap in and dive deep into my creativity more than I ever have in my entire life. Um, at the same time, I think the the fear of, of the health crisis globally we're going through definitely um, is part of the negative experience of going through a pandemic, the way the pandemic has been handled on, a, you know, from a government standpoint, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. It's trash. Um, that's real. But at the same time, it's like us creators, we're always creating and finding ways to navigate the world around us. And I think that's that's the beauty that I'm discovering throughout all of this is that it's allowed me to really sit back, reflect, reset, and project where it is my life is gonna go moving forward. Because now, <laughs> having survived 2020, bro, you can't tell me shit can't tell me nothing like i don't i just bro i lived through 2020 i'm a soldier out here in these streets now you know what i'm saying like that's that's really how i feel so um and even though i still have challenges especially um um, mentally you know i I battle with anxiety and depression but shout out to my therapist i see a therapist twice a week i have you know a plethora of coping strategies and techniques that i use and and it's helping me to find balance i'm constantly adding new things to my tool belt so Again, this year has been a blessing and a curse in the sense that it's challenged me. I went through a lot of mental anguish this year from seeing things like, like it even gets me down just thinking about it, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, Jacob Blake, and all the different names that I could go down. You know, that, that shit has really, really fucked with me. Like, really had me in some very angry and irate and frustrated. Um, yet at the same time, I, I use the collective energy from, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, from other Black creatives and just Black people from all over the world and not just Black people, seeing people from, um, I, I just did an episode yesterday with a, a lady named Carrie who wrote a song um, called Make It Good Again. Um, she believes in the movement and believes in the liberation and equality of Black people and how we're treating this country. So we're now on a global stage with all eyes on us and the eyes looking at us understand the plight of black people in America. And there's really no excuses now moving forward. Like, can't nobody say racism don't exist. You can't say systemic oppression doesn't exist. And if you do and you truly believe that, you're far removed from society. Yes, I definitely feel you on that. And I feel you on that. And I feel the energy also, all the black lives, rest in peace to all of them that didn't have, the, they had their lives taken from them at the hands of the police. And I also, also see that the play of black people is not just in America, it's a worldwide thing because mm-hmm. there's been a lot of systemic racism practices going on all over the world. I'm just like, what the hell does the world have against black people? I'm like, God damn, what did we do? Man, listen, like like again, shout out to everybody I know in Nigeria and Lagos. Um the things that have been happening over there, you know, even I want to say Venice was it Venezuela or Colombia there was a young man who got shot by police um so what we're facing and what we're fighting against as far as uh social injustice against people it's it's really a battle of power it's a battle of good and evil it's a battle of those that have power and those who don't um yet I think the quality of life is what people like myself 
desire to have improved. Like, I'm not asking for no handouts. I'm not asking for you to just to come and hand me anything. But what I am asking you to do is to allow me to live my life free from the fear of being murdered just because of the color of my skin, free from prejudice and discrimination just because of who I am and how I identify. And I believe that that is a worldwide movement right now. That is something that um, our generation, especially as millennials, we're not standing for that shit. We don't watch our, our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents go through the struggles, go through, you know, things like give, giving us the right to vote. You know, I, I think something a lot of people, when I hear people say, oh, I'm not voting, my vote didn't count. I'm like, bro, like, do you understand what it has taken? The blood, the lives, the tears, the sweat that has, that it, that has been already given for us to have the opportunity to go vote. Like, it, I would be slapping my ancestors in the face if I didn't go cast my vote. You know, of course, am, am I super enthused and excited about who I'm going to vote for? Hell no. But who I put in, who's about to go into office ain't got nothing to do with the amount of work that I'm still going to have to do in the grind. I'm going to have to still be engaged in every single day. So that's real. And I said to myself, I'm going to go vote. I last I did early voting already. I made sure I get that out of the way. You know what I'm saying? But I said, no matter who is in office, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to grind. I'm going to get it no matter who's going to be in office because most of the stuff that they putting in the order office trying to put it in place don't even affect me. You know what I'm saying? Now I will say to the blood, the rich black men out here talking about supporting Trump because they scared some tax cuts. I'm like, you know what? Y'all really ain't shit because it's like you, you forget about the people who made y'all successful. It's like, no, we don't want to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? And, just because you can afford it, man, listen, why don't you just be a blessing? You ain't going to doubt that money. Yeah, I, since we're here, I, I definitely saw a picture of one of my favorite rappers with uh, Donald Trump. He was Trump. my favorite rapper, too, man. I was like, don't you know? No, 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 no. Like, and mm, what just bothers me the most is that at the end of the day, I think people are looking at it from, from two different perspectives. I think that these people that have amassed a, a lot of wealth are, you know, protecting their own assets, their money. You know, they don't want to be taxed higher. They want lower tax breaks. Yet at the same time, what I find very disheartening is the fact that you're supporting somebody who is a racist, who yeah. invokes, who, who uses divisive language to divide people in this country, who has literally refuse to denounce white supremacists like how can you as a black person from the trenches as you've always preached about who's come up from the mud be cool with an oppressor yeah and it's not just him but what we're not getting on is there's a lot of wealthy blacks i've heard of a lot of wealthy blacks who aren't in the spotlight they low-key swinging that way too and i'm like how can y'all be okay with this? You know what I'm saying? Uh, y'all y'all doing exactly what society wants. Society wants y'all to take y'all money and shut up. That's all That's all society wants. And it's like, yeah, they don't realize they're doing exactly what sometimes society those society wants. Mm-hmm. When the black society wants you to not, 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 um, not shut up, be out here standing up for the people. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. And it just don't make any sense, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm like, damn, is Lil Wayne is canceled now. I'm like, God damn, Tunchy. 
are we gonna cancel him though like i'm still i'm still torn man i'm like wait because another thing too is i haven't done too much research into it i don't know the specifics of the link up or anything i just saw the picture on the shade room and was like oh, damn man so yeah. i don't i don't i, I don't know that's a conversation i guess we gotta have to see if we're gonna cancel him yeah yeah but i also feel like anybody mm, yeah i'm not gonna speak on that i just i'm just disappointed very disappointed Shit, I, I feel you on that. I feel the disappointment. I was kind of disappointed too. Like, God damn, Tunch, I grew up on you, man. You just, you know what I'm saying? Sorry Louisiana. Yes. The hot boys. Big timers. Wayne, like, uh, yeah, that, that, that kind of question. But <laughs> the thing about it too is I always, like, I never try to let politics influence how I feel about people. Yet, when I see in this era, at this point in time, with what the dynamics of what we're dealing with, when you support a specific candidate, you also have to understand you're supporting specific issues and characteristics of this candidate. You know what I'm saying? I think it's very selfish to look at something like, oh, I need tax breaks. I'm going to support this candidate. I think we need to have a more holistic approach to how we view politics because we don't elect people to do stuff for us. We elect officials to work for us. I think we a lot of times forget that the government is designed for the people. We, the people, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I, I ain't gonna go too deep into that rabbit hole, but yeah. we'll see. I, I just I just hope that like I said, whoever gets in office, it's still going to be work to do at the end of the day. A yeah. lot of work to do. After November 3rd, that's really like the start of the race right there, regardless of who went office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, and that's why I said it's like either way we're going to have to work because like, there's probably downsides to both candidates. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, four more years with a racist and then four more years with Biden who hasn't exactly separated himself. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm, I'm really, um, this is the last thing I'm going to say about this politics shit because I'm really looking forward to getting Kamala in office because I feel like once she get that title and she officially VP, it's over. I it's feel over. like that too. I, I saw that. I remember that debate. I was like, you know what? Oh, she going, she going. I'm like, okay, Kamala, you got me. Okay, Kamala, you got me. You know what I'm saying? She kept it real cute and classy. Uh-huh. Rick, but but I've I've seen her on that Senate floor before, and I know how she gets down. So I'm like, I like that, and that, and that was Kamala is what I'm most excited about. Not only to see a black woman in as a vice president of this country, but to see a black woman as the vice president of this country. Like it's just the fact that, and I know like she's an AKA. She's you know she went to Howard. Like come on now, like. Regardless, and I'm not saying like what her history doesn't matter, but I'm saying like, come on now, like it's 2020. Like we can't be. Who else we gonna vote for? Yeah, that's why I said. That's why I said to myself, you know what? If she's for the people now, we'll go ahead and excuse her past because everybody has a past. So you know what? We're gonna gonna let her have a past, but it's like hopefully they for the people now. But you know. It is what it is. We're going to put them in office and we're going to hold them accountable. Period. Bottom line. Bottom line. So people, if you listen to this, whoever we vote in office, we got to hold their asses accountable. You know what I'm saying? Because we know some of them out here taking checks from companies, but you know, 
We're going to hold their asses accountable to make sure they do this for us. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. If you don't know, now you know. All right, and I hope y'all enjoying this, the start of comeback season. Tell me something in your life that you had a major comeback from that, something that was defeating you that you found, found a way to overcome it. Um, many, many things. Um, I would probably say the biggest thing I've come back from was depression, depression and suicidal ideation. Like the man you see today is not the man I've always been. There was a time in my life where it was nothing but a dark cloud that I was under each and every single day. I was faking the funk the best that I could, but it eventually caught up to me uh, when I decided to really take my healing serious, really realizing that. I had a problem, like a serious mental health condition that was debilitating me, that was affecting my daily life. And to come from a place of wanting to kill myself, from come from a place of attempting suicide, to now be, you know, in a much happier, peaceful place, I feel like there's a weight off my shoulder. I feel so much clarity in my decisions and everything that I do each day. And it's not to say that I still don't struggle with um, anxiety more, more so, but the depression, the deep, dark depression and suicidal thoughts to have, to be in this space, this healthy mental space that I'm in now in regards to that, it's, it's, I wouldn't change it for all the money and riches in the world, man, because the worst battles that I fought have been the battles with my own self and inside my own head. And so to now be on the other side of that and moving forward in a healthier direction is, is beautiful, man. I'm I, so blessed and, and just, just thankful for that. Wow. So how did you do it? Like, how did you like what and what steps did you take to fight this battle? Because, you know, there's some people out there that they deal with it as well. Some people that listen to this probably do it as well. Myself, I feel you on that. Like sometimes I was, I feel you on that on depression, but I fight through it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that the anxiety and depression is no joke, man. It's like not, I think, I think they're becoming kind of more common terms now because everybody's like, oh my anxiety, depression. But you know, and and that's not to discredit anybody or what anybody's dealing with yet. When you dealt with it, you know you dealt with it. And some things that I've done to overcome it has just been one, facing myself and being honest with myself. Um, I had to really dig deep and realize that a part of my depression anxiety was self-inflicted. I also had to stop blaming other people for what they had done to me and the experiences that I've had as a result of some of their actions and, be and behaviors. I also started to take therapy serious and I had a moment where my with my last with one of my previous therapists where it switched where I'm no longer looking to my therapist to fix me. My therapist is a tool that I utilize to fix myself. I have to become my own therapist first. You know, I may be seeing a therapist twice a week now or or once a week prior to that, but that's still only one to two hours out of the week, which there's a hundred plus other hours. What am I doing with that? Um, I've implemented certain um, self-care routines. Like I drink a fresh fruit smoothie every single day. I try not to eat a whole bunch of processed foods. I, I work out. I go to the gym uh, three to four days a week now. Try to make sure I get a good night's rest. I turn off my phone. Do not disturb. No social media. You know, even though I'm a CEO and running a company, after a certain hour, it's a wrap, bro. Like I'm not doing nothing else. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm creating this lifestyle not so that I could work nonstop 24-7, but so that I could have the freedom to take care of myself, to enjoy life, to go for walks, to go and travel, to come and be in D.C. Like I've been in D.C. for like three, going on three, three, four weeks now. 
chilling. You know what I'm saying? Am I still working every day? Of course, but this is what I want, the lifestyle that I could travel. So just implementing these various uh, strategies and methods into my life and maintaining my self-care routine and um, healthy boundaries. Um, not only creating healthy boundaries, but enforcing healthy healthy boundaries, not only within my relationships with other people, but within relationships with myself. That includes things like my relationship with alcohol. Like I don't drink no more, nowhere much as I used to. Um, at one point in time, I was battling alcoholism, you know, so there's a lot of things throughout this healing journey that I've been able to accomplish. And I think the biggest lesson that I've learned that I always resort to in, in just understanding is that it's a process, you know, it's not a linear like, oh, I'm going to heal and it's just going to be this straight up tick of just heal no it's gonna be all over the place just just last week i had an anxiety attack you know what i'm saying and thank god that i now have the resources and the coping strategies and mechanisms to manage that because an anxiety attack you know a year ago would have triggered three four other panic attacks and i'd have been down and debilitated and you know feeling woe is me for for weeks on end now it's like i it happened you know i took my time did what i had to do to get through bounce back and then just pick up everything where i left off and, and keep moving and so understanding that you know at the end of the day i'm a human being shit's gonna happen you know give myself grace and space just to exist as i am and not be so hard on myself yeah that's right i, I can totally relate to all that because it's like I, I, I too was hard on myself and it's like sometimes you gotta look at it as your process sometimes it takes people older than you that tell you you're still young and stuff i'm like damn really i'm still young i look at how old i'm about and it's especially the fact that my birthday coming up in december i'm like damn y'all still think i'm young okay you know yeah that's what i be saying too <laughs> i be like if y'all say so I'm, I'm i'm a rock with you you know what i'm saying <laughs> Right. Yeah, I'll take it. They say uh, they say they say 30 is the new 20. I'm rocking with it. So I'm cool with it. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've also heard 30, your 30s is when most of the success comes. I said, oh, OK. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely rocking with I'm here for the journey and stuff. So what would you tell anybody? Get back to back Black Podcast Club. What would you tell anybody looking to join this? Like what? What are they going to expect you out of this? And what do you expect out of them? Um, I'll, I'll start with uh, what I expect out of, out of club members. I expect um, for club members to be willing to take their podcast and their creativity seriously. Be willing to not only hold themselves accountable, but to hold other people accountable as well to engage with mutual mentorship, which means we're going to support and encourage and uplift each other um, and, and have an open mind and understand that the club in and of itself is growing just like we are as well. So things are going to change and evolve. Um, what the club offers is a safe space for existing as you are for enhancing your creativity to learn from other creatives from all over the world people who have different experiences but we share this natural gift of creativity right inside the club it's a safe space for all of us you know it is for black people but we're not against any other type of races or, or people joining the club because we believe that you know in diverse unities where really where the strength and the power and the numbers come in um 
And you're also going to get, I mean, a club like vibe. We like to turn up, you know, we have our happy hours, you know what I'm saying? So it's an all around good time, good experience where people can come and engage and, and learn and, and network and, and build. That is really what we're all about doing is, is building and creating and making a sustainable lifestyle for ourselves, creating the lifestyle that we all desire to have, whatever that is. You know, some people are comfortable with working a nine to five. There is nothing wrong with working a nine to five. There are some people like myself who do not want to work a nine to five. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's okay too. But as creatives, that's what we, that's what we are alike in many ways. And I'm pretty sure from one creative to another, you can learn a lot from each other. And that's why the Black Podcast Club exists. And Go to our website, theblackpodcastclub.com. You can fill out a membership application. Follow us on any of the socials at the Black Podcast Club as well. Um, yeah, we, big things popping, big things happening. We're just growing, building, learning, and evolving. Always, always. Big shit popping, little shit stopping, because like I said, it's about to be comeback season. So lastly, um, well, second to last, what's the biggest difference between the Black Podcast Club and just the regular podcast groups you see on Facebook? We not with all them links and posts and shit, bro. We not with just sharing and posting your, your links. That's the number one thing that I said when I created this group. I was like, we not doing that. Like, I understand people want to market. They want to promote. But we're not. We have strategic methods that we use to do that. Like our weekly uh, curated playlists. We have, you know, our review show that we go and actually review different podcasts. Um, for, for paying VIP members, they'll have the opportunity to post their shows and, and marketing materials. And we're also going to teach people um, ways to go about do that in, in a constructive and productive way. Because one of the things I found is that some people would just like literally post just the link to their show. How many times, like who is really clicking on a random link on the internet nowadays? Like that's, it's not uh, happening. Nah, I'm like, you better talk to me or something. Tell me about it. You know what I'm saying? Tell Get me something. You know what I'm saying? Um, how about my, what was the, remind me the question again. Shit. Um, what's the biggest difference between join the black podcast ah, okay. group and, and these other Facebook groups, Facebook groups you see. Um, yeah, so we're, yeah, we're just not with the whole posting and marketing, just random links and shows and content and stuff like that. We're very organized. Um, another difference is we are the ones running this. We're not, you know, necessarily all on Facebook anymore. We're creating our own social network, black owned, black creatives. Um, another difference between us and other groups is that I think we're a little bit, and and it's kind of difficult for me for me to really say like how we're different than a lot of groups because I've ever since I started the Black Podcast Club I've been Black Podcast Club down so I ain't really been learning too much about other groups but I think that um, the energy behind what it is we're creating and the people that we already have as official members we're just different and it's something that you only got you'll only be able to experience with the Black Podcast Club we're about you know, again, mutual mentorship, diverse unity, sharing, exchanging knowledge, but there's only one black podcast club. There's no other space like it. It's kind of like, you know how they got live down in Miami? There's only one live in Miami. There's only one black podcast club. So our experience is going to be different. Your experience um, being a part of us, whether it's just an event or an actual member, or you're taking one of our courses we offer, it's going to be different simply because can't nobody do what we do because only people that can do what we do is us. You might be able to imitate, duplicate, but you can never replicate who we are. 
That's real. That is so real. You know what I'm saying? And also, I do want, I do, like I said, I do want to thank you again for giving me the opportunity to come aboard and be a podcasting coach or podcast therapist because, um, like, it's a good way for me to use my voice outside of podcasting and also a good way for me to, you know, also navigate some other things, have other things to where that way I can learn more about podcasting and also to try to invest this in a little bit more as well. So I do appreciate it. And also I know our damn show appreciate because truly that black podcast payment came out today. So <laughs> you already know it. I noticed that I'm like, okay, good. So now we really can ramp some things up. And I actually, um, I, I got some, I got some, I got some surprises in the works for y'all. We had some, um, well, I go ahead and say this now we have, so we have our own juice line and water coming out. And, um, when I got the first batch of juices, right. I was like, okay, I'm going to send everybody in the club with juice. And I remember how you guys fill out that form and stuff. But then again, the learning process is like, wait, Oh, I actually have to go to the post office, which I kind of knew this, but go to the post office, get the boxes, get the dry ice, make sure that's going to be shipped in time. How long is this shipping time going to get some of this you're in Tampa? I can't ship over the weekend. That's something else I learned. Like shipping perishable items on like a Friday is like a no-go because it could easily get stuck somewhere and it's not moving till Monday. So um, that was a learning process again. So that was at the beginning of this month. So now that the next month is coming up, um, a new batch of just, um, again, payments are coming through. So being able to start to start to share and send and put things in your hands as members um, to show you guys that this is something that's real. It's not just a little Facebook or group me anymore. It's something that's a real company or organization and we're building. And so I, I definitely appreciate you as well, Victor, somebody who um, in the beginning stages, you know, everything all, through all the imperfections, you know, things may not be hundred percent perfect right now, but we're growing, we're building. And I think you're one of the people who's come on who sees the long-term vision for what this club can be in one year, two year, three, five, ten years down the line. Um, that's what, what I'm looking forward to uh, the most, which is I already have these kind of bigger visions and ideas in mind, but just, you know, the day in, day out grind, you see that already, you see what it is. So I'm happy to have you on board too, because five, ten years from now, we're going to be sitting somewhere real nice and comfortable with a whole production team and all kinds of other stuff. So hell yeah, we're going to get there, man. Yeah, yeah, we were going to get there, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm looking, hell, a couple years, I'm going to have a joint tour together, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm with it, you know what I'm saying? But lastly, though, why should people, non, the podcasters, non-podcasters, why should people go ahead and join us and be a part of Black Podcast Club? Why should people join? Because we are the shit. We are awesome. We are dope. We're Black creatives. We are podcast industry pioneers who are all really making our own way making making a lane for ourselves they should join the club because we're going to support you we're going to help you we're going to teach you we can educate you like i said whether it's you're taking one of our two courses we offer whether you're enrolled in one of the programs that we now have to promote and market your show or whether you just want to be a part of the club for the networking for the camaraderie that we're building 
whatever it is that you want and you need as a creative, as a black creative, as a podcaster or a like-minded individual of the sorts, we have something to offer for you. And if you add yourself to this, you now become an asset to the club. So the club is not necessarily a, a separate entity. It's more or less something like that brings us all together. So that way, all of our creativity, our unique gifts and talents can be amplified and shared amongst each other. And so if you want to be a part of a, of a group of people that is, again, industry pioneers, we're making a way, we're making our own lane. We, I'm not asking for a seat at nobody else's table. We're not asking nobody to get out our way. <laughs> Once you're in your own lane, you're on cruise control and you just enjoying the view, do what you do. And that's what the Black Podcast Club is about. And it's also about helping other people understand what that looks like for themselves what that looks like for them and their teams and their podcasts and their brand. And at the end of the day, you know, it's not about the money, but we getting money, bro. So holla at us. We're definitely out here. Yes, we're definitely out here. Blake, I want to tell you, thank you for coming back on Look at Talk, you know what I'm saying, and telling the people about the Black Podcast Club. Like I said, I'm looking forward to having coming on your podcast whenever. And also, whenever you want to drop in the live stream when we do the guys only round, just let me know, you know what I'm saying? You pop in that too, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, 100. You already know. I'm ready. I'm, see, this is another thing too. As a podcaster, mm-hmm. I'm not really with the video, the visuals. Like, I just don't really want to do know, all that. But knowing just where the direction of, of I'm just going just outside of being a podcaster, being a CEO and entrepreneur and, you know, a mental health advocate, you know, being on video, being on cameras, just, I'm not thinking you used to it and start doing it. So I'm more than happy to do that. Just let me know, man. Of course, we're going to get it all done. We're going to get it in. Yes, yes, always. You know what I'm saying? Trust me. Trust me. I feel you. I feel you on camera thing too, you know what I'm saying? But I said, you know what? I need to tap into YouTube. So, hey, you know what I'm saying? That's why we're here. You know, that's why we're here. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for having around with us and enjoying this dope conversation. A lot was covered on the, within this hour. So, I hope y'all got something from it. I appreciate y'all. You know what I'm saying? Blake, where yes, can sir. we find you at? Man, listen, you can find me in a lot of places. Um, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, Diary of a Mad Black Man is there. The top two I'm on is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and really anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find me on socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Diary of a MBM. Again, Diary of a Mad Black Man on the socials. Um, Mad Black Man is short to so just MBM, so Diary of an MBM on any of the socials. You can send me an email if you want to get to me directly in my inbox. Um, Blake at the Black Podcast podcastclub.com if you're interested in my company the black podcast club if you want to join um go to our website the black check us out fill out a membership application um you can also email us at info at the black check us out on the socials instagram twitter facebook and youtube the black podcast club we out there so yeah holla at us holla yeah, at me holla at me too, boy. you already know my socials why be at ladies and gentlemen thank you all for the continued support that we taking over for the 20 and the 21. This has been Looker Talk. We out this thing.